0: Hey listeners, the Culture Commentary Podcast is intended for mature audiences and may contain language or subject matter that is sensitive to some listeners. Please be advised and thank you for listening. Here we go. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of Culture Commentary Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chrissy D., also known as the one and only culture queen. And I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of the show. Um, It is 2021, y'all. We made it through the atrocity and all of the craziness that was 2020. Everybody give a hand clap of praise. Yes, Lord. All right. All right um, giving honor to God, who's the head of our lives. If if you're listening and you're a Christian, you know where that's from. If you're listening and you're not a Christian, uh, I am very inclusive of all viewpoints. So if you don't believe in God, do you, sis, bro? That's fine. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> you get the point. Listen, as I talked about in the few episodes that came out in 2020, it was a very wild ride. Like y'all don't need me to tell you that At all, I I know that you don't. You were right there living it with me uh, and all of us trying to make it through that mess together. But here we are on the other side. Of course, you're going to have people who are like, I mean, it's 2021, but ain't nothing changed overnight. You're right. A matter of one day versus the next did not make anything miraculously change. However, every year on the new year, we have a new outlook. It's a new start, a clean slate. Um, and I think that we do have a lot to look forward to in this upcoming calendar year. For all of the challenges and surprises that 2020 posed for many of us, I think that we've all been made better in some way. So some of us are stronger. Some of us have emerged with new talents that we didn't know about or new interests, new dreams, new goals, et cetera. And I think that getting aligned in this January, this, like, Beginning of the year, it's always a good space and a good time to just refocus. And now we get to put all those things we learned last year into action in new ways. For some of us, that's going to mean pioneering new um, avenues for our lives that we might not have thought about before. Or we might not have taken very seriously before 2020 and the pandemic forced us to sit still with ourselves and our mess for an extended period of time. We're still sitting still in many ways. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think that for all the, the strife and, and stuff that we dealt with in 2020, the silver lining is what we learned. The silver lining for many people is just the fact that they're still here. They made it through 2020. We made it through 2020. And so if you're listening to this and you dealt with any sort of pain or, or struggle last year, I'm proud of you for being here with us still for making it through whether it's by the skin of your teeth or whether it's strong with your head held high. Either way, it's not easy. So you're doing amazing, sweetie. Christian or voice. So for this year, I, of course, do my little self-reflection at the end of every year. Most of the time, I try to set some sort of goal. Um, but this year, those goals look a little different. Sometimes I'll try to do these profound lists of all these things that I want to try to accomplish or do. Um, Last year specifically, well, at the end of 2019, I remember sitting down and I wrote down a list of long-term goals. But at the end of 2020, I'd had 12 months, specifically nine hard, primarily focused at home months (laughs) to, to really examine myself. And learn about some of my shortcomings, my weaknesses, in addition to my strengths and the things that I do well. And in doing so, um, I have set some new goals for the year. If you want to learn more about what those goals are, you can tune into my YouTube channel called The Cultured Queen. Of course, like every other outlet I'm a part of, Cultured is spelled K-U-L-T-U-R-E-D. I'm on YouTube there. Please like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, watch my videos. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Y'all know. I am very, um, I have a very thick skin and I'm very open-minded. And when I ask for feedback, I want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. So one, I'm inviting y'all to call me out because I'm not afraid to call myself out. Which leads me back into the conversation about my goals. A couple nights ago, I was sitting here at home and... I just was sitting with myself and thinking and I was journaling a little bit and I realized that I haven't come up with a concrete set of short term goals that are meaningful in a very long time. And I think that in many ways that has shaped how I've been trying to navigate the world these past couple of years um, It's shaped that navigation in good and bad ways. So in part of my goal setting, I. Um, One of my goals pertains to the Culture Queen, to Culture Commentary, and the YouTube channel. And um, while I was thinking about some stuff and and planning and organizing, one thing I want to do differently this year on the podcast specifically is set up my segments a little different. So what I'm going to do going forward is base my shows, since they kind of are open-ended, there's no, like I don't do, have a super... Detailed scripting process or anything like that since I like to keep it fresh and organic and talk about, you know Everyday current events stuff (laughs) So, um, this first segment is gonna be called what's going on just like the Marvin Gaye song What's going on? Maybe I'll insert some music here at some point when I get, you know, real crafty like that But um, I'm going to talk to y'all about what's going on in my life, in this world, and then we're going to get into the rest of the show here in a few minutes. So what's going on right now is pretty straightforward. Like I said, we just entered a brand new year, brand new slate, new goals, same us, all that. Goodbye and good riddance to all the mess of 2020. Hello, 2021. Girl, please come in, sit down, take your shoes off, and act like you got some sense. Don't touch nothing. Okay. We are we are fragile. We're making it. We're holding on. But we need you to have some act right in the way that your cousin 2020 did not. All right? Um <laughs> So, what was 2020 besides the pandemic, obviously? We dealt with a lot of other stuff, too. People lost jobs. People suffered losses back-to-back in their families, in their friend groups, with their colleagues. Um, we had political drama. We had medical drama in the world that we were living in, as well as on screen. Because for my Grey's Anatomy fans out there, listen, Shonda to be stressing us out, okay? And Meredith Grey, I need her to come on through the panoramic. Like, we're all trying to live through the panoramic. I'm talking about the pandemic, in case you didn't catch it. <laughs> We're all trying to live through it. Meredith has the, the virus. she's been in and out. and listen, at this point, Meredith Gray is the last original cast member that we have left other than like Weber and Bailey. and but the show is named after Meredith. So obviously as a fan, you know, we expect that she's gonna pull through at some point, but I need Shana to quit playing with our emotions, bringing back dead people that we ain't seen in some years. And all that, like, like Meredith just needs to wake up and heal the pandemic and find the cure and move on with her life so that we can move on in the show and stop stressing over her. I don't think that's too much to ask How about y'all. Speaking of Shonda Rhymes, what else is going on is currently uh, many of us Netflix watchers are glued to Shonda's new show, uh, Bridgerton. She executive produced that show. It is, there is one season on Netflix currently. It is eight episodes long, I believe. Um, I binge watched the entire show on New Year's Eve. I took a break to watch the ball drop. And then I finished around 3 a.m. And I have no regrets. Um, The Duke can have all my things and all my things he can have. Um, Read into that what you will. And I mean every bit of what you just picked up on. He can have it all. You you know, y'all know quarantine is 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 wild quarantine will have you out here being a little out of pocket if you're not careful i mean i'm not speaking from experience per se i'm just i've observed some people in their 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 behavior um quarantine may or may not make you want to go look at bridgerton episode six more than once without watching the re- I'm, I'm just i'm just gonna sit that there and let it do what it will ferment and age well um but yes, if you have not checked out Bridgerton, I highly recommend. If you are a fellow connoisseur of period pieces, if you just like film or TV, you like good, well-written stories, Bridgerton is for you. Like, it's awesome. Um, I'll give y'all a quick explanation. It is set in the early 1800s in London. However, there are plenty of contemporary uh, references. If you pay attention to the music in the series uh although you know they're at these balls with these live orchestras playing thank you next by ariana grande is playing if you pay attention to the notes in the tune um so there are little things like that that keep it current but i mean to be honest messiness and scandal is current in all generations clearly so um but basically it's london's elite it is the season where the debutants of London's rich and famous families are trying to get chosen. They're trying to find husbands. Uh, pairings are happening. And you're just basically following the um, leading debutantes of that particular season through their journey to try to get wifed. And you're watching their families and all the strings that they're willing to pull in order to secure new unions and marriages. Um, it's very bureaucratic. I mean, these things definitely did happen back in the day. In some cultures, they still do, in one way or another. Uh, but it's just really cool to see how they package this story and how uh, this adaptation of this thing that happened in history for real. Um, I particularly enjoyed the fact that, unlike London's actual history, these families are multi-ethnic, many of them. Um, you have black people and people of color because side note one thing we're going to leave in 2020 is this idea that black and POC is the same thing it should be labeled and umbrella together they should not a lot of black, a lot of issues are specific black issues but folks like to skirt around that by just blanket terming POC over it so we're gonna leave that in 2020 but getting back to what I was actually talking about Um, you see black people and you see people of color, multi-ethnic people in these positions that, you know, they wouldn't have been allowed to have back then. For example, the queen of England in this story is a black woman lit one of the, um, the Duke that I was speaking of early black dude. um, his father also, you know, a black dude. And then there's also other, you know, black and Brown folks in between point is I don't want to give the story away. Um, but check it out. Watch the trailer. It's interesting. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's a little racy at times. Cause let me tell you, I was watching and we went from what I expected of Netflix to HBO after dark real quick. Like, wow. But I'm not mad. Not at all. I was taking notes. Y'all know the, the meme of the girl with her notepad, like nodding and scribbling stuff down. That was me like, Hmm, the rain. The rain. Never, never thought about the rain, but oh, okay. Rain. Got it. Rain. Rain. Dot. So, yeah, check out Bridgerton on Netflix. I'm not getting paid to hype this show up, but it was just really good. And in these times when we are at home and since people in Atlanta want to have a community lemon pepper wings and house parties and club parties and all over America, people are sneaking and being in each other's faces. It looks like we're going to be in the house to at least 2022. I might as well give you all some good recommendations of things to watch. Bridgerton is one of them. All right. Um, What else is going on? It's just, it's been a lot Like, other than just being excited for the new start that the new year presents Other than feeling great to be behind this microphone again Trying to get my own house and life in order Just like everybody else um, I just feel energized I don't know I've been networking a lot with fellow professionals in different industries Um, I went through this period the past maybe two years or so where I was just really feeling down on myself and feeling like, you know, as a young black professional who isn't where she wants to be nor where she expected to be at this point in her career, I was just feeling really down. And I was like, at one point, I feel like I was doing everything right. I did what I was told to do. I networked. I kept in contact with my network. I tried to... um you know, use my network to find different opportunities, and it just hasn't stacked up the way that I had hoped. And I went through this period of being like, well, why should I keep trying then? Why, why should I care, and why should I try if and bend over backwards and do all these things that we're taught to do as students to set ourselves apart if it's not paying off in the end? But some recent conversations with um, fellow millennial professionals and as well as professionals of all different ages um, – and tenure, tenure levels, I'm really feeling a lot better. And I'm ready to step back into the world, just ready to swing and fight until I have everything that God has for me, um, and that he has planned for me to attain. And I just want to say that for anybody out there who is also feeling sort of lost in their journey, or who might be struggling with, um, you know, figuring out Balancing where they're at, being okay with it or not, and trying to figure out what to do next. Just take a step back. I really encourage self-reflection. Take a step back and ask yourself to look in the mirror. First of all, it starts with you. Like, I have realized that I had to call myself out on some stuff. Like, girl, you inconsistent. And girl, you are undisciplined. And even though people out here think that you have it together, you don't. Like when you tell people that you don't, you mean it. And here are all the reasons why you're not together, but here's what you need to do to get it together. And having really tough conversations like that with yourself is hard, but in the end it's beneficial. You're going to be a better person, a better professional, and everything else um, based off of your ability to look within and then bring the best out of yourself. Um, I think that far too often, we tend to look externally for validation and for inspiration, for that push that we need to start going in the right direction. And what I've realized in my time of just sitting with myself these past nine months is that, yeah, external validation and encouragement is great, but ultimately that's that's all it is. It's just somebody on the outside patting you on the back nothing's going to happen unless you do it for yourself. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Even and even if you do have low moments where you feel sorry for yourself, it's okay. That's fully natural, but it is up to you to dust your own self off and keep moving in the right direction. Don't let this life knock you down and keep you down. Like you you are not the 10 man and life is not a teeny from the Wiz, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you don't know what the Wiz is, you're too young for me. I'm just saying. Um, but, yeah, don't don't let life just sit on top of you like like teeny. Put, push life off of you and keep on going. If at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Aaliyah was right when she said it almost 30 years ago. God, that hurts. The 90s was almost 30 years ago, Jesus. Um, she was right <laughs> when she said that. It still holds true today. So that's all I have to say about that. Set some goals. If you need help with what that looks like, once again, I direct you to my YouTube video. Because I'm telling y'all, like, I called myself all the way out. And I encourage you to do the same if it's going to help you get going in the right direction. So that's just my little tidbit of the day. Um, The last thing that I have uh, in regards to what's going on currently for me in my personal life, um, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. Shout out to year twenty six. We made it through twenty five. We've lived, we've learned. We're gonna keep on going, as long as God says we can. <laughs> and uh, after shortly after turning twenty five, I had a big life development to happen. I um, surprise y'all. I'm a mother now. If you follow me on Instagram, you're not gonna be as caught off guard by that news. But um my Instagram is at the cultured queen, by the way. For the podcast, it is at cultured com underscore pod. Com with two M's, cultured with a K. Um, shameless plug there. But yes, I became a mother. My child is a small um under five pound black cat named Remy. Um you you can take what you will of his the the inspiration behind his name? It could be Remy from Ratatouille. It could be Remy Martin, seventeen thirty eight. Who knows? Regardless, Remy is my baby. Um, he has been with me almost a week now. We are slowly but surely getting uh, super acquainted. He's gone through this spell of hiding for most of the day and wanting to come out and party at night. So we're working on changing his schedule to be on daylight hours. Um, Y'all pray for me with these claws, though, because I'm used to having dogs. And my main hesitation in getting a cat all these years has been the whole claw issue. And tonight we were chilling on the couch. He finally wanted to watch TV with me after almost a week. And it was all going well and good until... Bruh stuck his claw through my jeans into my leg. And I might have hollered at him like a black mother, like Remy Deshaun. And he took off running, and I have not seen him since. And that was about an hour and a half ago. So you know, we're we're getting along swimmingly for the most part, but pray for us. Um Remy was not in a black household before I came into ownership of him. Um he was raised up and fostered into good health and spirits by some lovely folks that I love and appreciate. Um, but he's also now needing to get acclimated with what it is like to be a black child. So yeah, it's going all right. We're we're taking it slow. Y'all just keep us in your thoughts. (laughs) Um, I'm very interested to see what this journey is going to teach me because, Whenever I've had pets before, it was like a family pet or like my pet, but I was a kid. So really it was, it was my mama making sure the pet was alive when I was kind of slacking. Cause once again, I was a child. So this is my first time being responsible for a life other than my own while living on my own as a full adult. Interesting things, I- interesting times. Um, uh, but anyway, welcome to the family, Remy. Um, if you want to check out Instagram, I post pictures and videos of him on my story pretty regularly. I'm sure that will continue. It seems like I'm going to be that parent. I'm trying not to bore y'all with stuff. But uh, it's only been like six days. And already I have countless pictures and videos of my cat child and my phone. So, yeah. That's all I have for what's going on. Uh, keep it locked. I will be back in one second with... What's on my mind? What's up, listeners? If you are enjoying what you're hearing so far on my podcast, Culture Commentary, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe above so that you don't miss any of my future episodes. I love having you here with me, and I hope that you stick with me for the long time. Love you. Thanks. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, welcome back to the show for a segment that I want to call, What's on Your Mind?, Feel free to email me anytime at theculturedqueen at gmail.com. If you have something specific on your mind that you want me to discuss on the show, I will do this anonymously. Um, if you like or if you prefer that I use your first name, nickname, whatever, that's cool too. But feel free to email me if there's something on your mind that you want me to discuss on the next show. And that goes for any time. So I'll start. What is on my mind right now is honestly getting this money and getting out of my own way, and I know some of y'all might be chuckling, like, girl, for real, shmoney, yes, getting this shmoney, <laughs> um, I was watching something earlier tonight, and they referenced an old Tyler Perry quote that said, oh, actually, it was Madam Muse on Instagram, one of my favorite artists from Instagram, I have her art all over my house, shout out to her, if she was ever, ever listened to this, I would just be like, eh. Fangirling out, I love her and her family. But she was talking about how um, she was once homeless and she was in this really dark place. She was depressed, she was just stuck. And somebody asked her, how did you overcome that? What was the change in your mindset? She said that she came across this Tyler Perry quote, quote which said, find a way to make $1,000 a week. Then when you master that, find a way to make $5,000 a week, then 10000 then 20000 Congratulations, you're a millionaire. And what I've always racked my brain about is this whole multiple streams of income thing. As somebody who has historically struggled with self-motivation for my own endeavors and ways that I never struggle to be motivated and uh, successful at my endeavors for other people or jobs or whatever, when it comes to, exerting that same energy to myself and my own stuff it gets hard Um, and one thing I've wanted to try to explore is ways to incorporate more income into my life just for my own security and my own financial goals but this quote is on my mind currently because I'm really charged with figuring out what that's going to look like for me Um, and I encourage y'all to do the same on the same tip the other thing that's on my mind right now is getting out of my own way getting out of my own way. Some of y'all that have followed me for a long time or who even know me in real life, went to school with me, have worked with me, y'all may be surprised to hear me, of all people, say that I struggle with standing in my own way. But I do, a lot. The reason why the culture queen only had a handful of blog posts last year is because Christian stands in her own way. The reason why culture commentary launched um, on New Year's Eve of 2019 and only had 10 episodes in 2020 in a 52-week span is because Christian be standing in her own way. And yeah, we all go through stuff, and, and last year was tough and all that, but I've struggled with procrastination my entire life. So if anything, 2020 compounded on my weaknesses. It, made, it gave me a chance to let my weaknesses run amok, you know, not having to deal with the routine of getting up, getting dressed and going to an office um, almost every day in the week or just the normalcy and the routines that I had in my life before that kept me more together um, and less of an organized chaos than I became, you know, taking those things away really exposed a lot. It exposed a lot of things that I could stand to work on and that I do plan to work on. Um, But standing in my own way is one of the biggest items on the list, because I'll be honest with y'all, it feels very hypocritical for me to go so hard in these streets and conversations with people, in meetings with big wigs that I'm invited to, in, you know, all these different areas that I'm a part of and that I try to use my voice effectively in, it feels hypocritical as hell. For me to go so hard for black women's prosperity and our success and our worth and all these things. Meanwhile, knowing that I self-sabotage and hold my own self back. That's crazy. Like I'm always out here beating a drum about how we as black women work so hard and we often have to work twice as hard to get less. And we deserve to be paid what we are due and what we're worth. And the same thing that our counterparts make who do less work than us (laughs) or the same job and we somehow get paid less. I go so hard out here for black women as a whole and as a group because I love us. I do, but I really was forced to question myself and ask, why is it possible for you to go out here and talk about these things so passionately in an external format, but when it comes to turning that same energy on sewing into yourself, believing into yourself, Pushing forward your own agenda and your own ideas and your own creative endeavors. Why are you lacking in those facets? Why do you hold yourself back so much? And to be honest, y'all, I still don't have the answer to why. But I do recognize that it's important. Um, It's something that is impeding my success. It is something that has shaped my life these past couple of years, I've very much been surviving and not thriving and living as much as I could be. And I realize now that there is a huge need to change that. Like, I may not be able to tell you why I self-sabotage. I could probably stand to go back to therapy to to work that out. But uh, once again, going back to the income thing, we are gonna have to get some, some stacks going so that I can afford therapy that I want (laughs) um in the meantime though I'm okay with the recognition of the issue and trying to take the small steps that I need to start taking in order to overcome that issue because I realize now that holding myself back is not good it's not cute it's not humble um I think that as little girls we are taught that you don't want to be arrogant and you don't want to beat your own drum loudly You don't want to own your power so as not to intimidate other people or make them look at you a certain way or make them draw negative conclusions about you as a person. But at the same time, we're teaching girls in doing that. They're shrinking themselves. And many of us as women, we we absorb those lessons growing up and we shrink ourselves for one reason or another in some way or another. For me, it's the whole I've learned how I've I've had to work at learning how to take compliments. When people are like, Christian, you did so well on that, or Congratulations on that thing. I'm so proud of you. You did a great job with X, Y, and Z. I'm just like, Oh, thank you. Oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Um oh, or even, you know, last last year, some one of the good things that came out of last year was joining my beloved sorority. And then also, um Getting appointed to a local board in my city, and it took me over a month to announce my appointment to this board. The only reason why I announced it, I'll be real honest, is because some of my sisters um, really had my back and pushed me to do it. Because I am literally, a lot of the times, that person who will fade off into the shadows and not say anything about my own successes. Like I said, because I don't want to come off the wrong way. I don't want anybody to view it as anything other than what I intended to be. But doing that in small ways eventually morphs into doing that in bigger, more impactful ways. And I'm tired of holding myself back in you know, minimizing My power, and I hope that any woman who is listening to this especially, if you struggle with that too, since you are not alone, I need you to know that you're not by yourself, but I need you to look within as well and pull that power out of yourself and take your seat at the table. One of my friends posted on social media the other day these pictures of a beautiful photo shoot that she did. And in her caption to one of the photos, she said something along the lines of, making room for herself at the table and taking up the space that she requires shout out to you Alyssa if you're listening taking up the space that all the space that she requires and that resonated with me because the Christian that came out of high school (laughs) about seven eight years ago that Christian was relentless like my high school self was a hustler and a go-getter because she had goals that she had a fight to achieve. And then somewhere between high school Christian and college graduate Christian, I got too comfortable. I got way too comfortable. I, for the first time, I feel like my college years were the first time that I got to take a breather because my childhood was great for the most part. But it was definitely challenging. And I faced things as a kid that made me grow up a lot faster than people around me. Like from the age of seven, I was a caregiver. (laughs) A caregiver. Seven years old. And I would do it all over again. So please don't pity me. But I knew because of my journey, because of where I come from, because of my family's financial situation, high school Christian has something to fight for. She wanted to go to college. She knew that there were no resources in her family to send her to college. So she had to go out here and get those resources and pull them together so that she didn't owe nobody nothing and she still came out with her degree on time. And that's what happened. But in the, because I was so diligent in securing all that on the front end, those four years of college, of living, you know, out of your parents' house for the first time. They're meant to be educational in the classroom, but they're also meant to be educational in the life space. And for me, because I was so good at setting myself up well at the beginning of college, I didn't have a lot to worry about during college. So I got comfortable. Because for the first time, I didn't feel like I was having to outperform anybody to be seen. I didn't feel like I had to do a bunch of extra stuff in order to secure anything. I was just, all I needed to do was show up and do well, which I typically do off top anyway. Like if I'm going to be a part of something um, when it comes to school and work, I'm going to show up and show out. So I didn't have any problem with that in school. I didn't have anything that I had to fight as hard for as I did before. So I enjoyed the time to breathe. I enjoyed getting to just be my age and with my friends and hang out and carefree. I didn't do anything crazy. But, you know, just only being responsible for myself and and those small things, I relished that. But after school, it it's been a bit of a hindrance because I lost some of that grit that I had back in those high school years. And I've realized now at 26 that it's time to tap back into that and bring that back out. Um, So, yeah, those are the things on my mind right now. And rule it out to the new year. And, like, I don't do the resolution thing because I feel like in the culture that we live in just as a society, people set these resolutions. Sometimes they're not realistic goals. It's just, like, this random expectation that I'm going to do this one thing that I've always struggled with differently this year. And I think that we need to shift our focus more to looking at the root causes of these things that we struggle with and addressing those bit by bit so that we can then address that big thing that we're looking at. Um, And for me, that means taking small steps like realizing that I'm inconsistent and identifying examples of where and how I'm inconsistent and therefore writing short-term goals as to what I need to do differently so that I start being more consistent It's looking at myself and instead of saying I want to lose X amount of pounds by this date it's looking at the reason why I struggle with weight and health and addressing those re- individual reasons and just looking for a positive income and addressing those not putting, A certain number on weight loss not putting a certain number on inches lost or any of that but just really thinking about okay what do I struggle with I struggle with eating out too often I struggle with not eating balanced meals and I struggle with not moving around often enough so what do I need to do to address those exercise more often start slow eat at home more often cook my own meals And make sure that I have a fruit and or a vegetable with every meal. Small changes. And I encourage you guys in the spirit of the new year, if you do resolutions, that's fine. But just make sure that they are realistic. Whether you want to call it a goal, whether you want to do vision boards, whether you want to manifest or anything else, just make sure that you are fully committed to doing the work and that you are setting goals for yourself that are attainable. As my best friend always reminds me, Rome was not built in a day. None of us is going to be built in a day either. And none of the things that we want to achieve are going to come overnight. It's rare that overnight success happens. It's beautiful when it does, but that's that comes with its own set of challenges too. Just do your best to meet yourself exactly where you are. Extend yourself some patience, love, and grace. And just take little steps at a time to better yourself in whatever ways that looks like for you. All right. So that's going to be it for what's on my mind in this episode. Coming up here in one second, I'm going to wrap the show up. Um, So stick with me. I will be right back. What's up, y'all? The show's about to end. But if you ever need advice or have something that you want to hear me discuss on Culture Commentary, be sure to reach out to me via email or on Instagram. My email address is theculturedqueen at gmail.com or hit me on Instagram at queen or culturedcom underscore pod. Thank you for listening and back to the show. Let's wrap it up. All right, so for the end of today's show, I feel like it might be a little repetitive. Um, I want to wrap up by talking about what's coming up. What's coming up um, in my life, in this world, or whatever comes to me in future episodes. Right now, what's coming up is just um, me looking forward to what this year has to offer. It's only January the 4th. We have plenty of years to live out. God willing, once again, uh, just can't you can't assume. And I think that's one thing that this past year has taught us. Life is so short. Time is fleeting. Um, No day or hour or moment is promised. So you got to make the best with what you have. And I just look forward to addressing those goals I talked about earlier, as well as the ones I talked about on YouTube and just seeing where. Paying attention to those and being more intentional leads me this year. I'm prepared to receive all that this year has for me. And I hope that nothing but prosperity and blessings reigns upon all of you listening as well. And so with that said, we gonna, I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here for the evening, for the day, whatever time of day you listen to this. Um, but I want to leave you with these parting words. Y'all have a good week. I will be back here soon. It ain't going to be as long as it was. These gaps are not going to be as big as they were last year, I promise. Um, but my last thought for you guys is this. People might try your patience, but they can't rent unless you co-sign. They cannot rent unless you co-sign. So don't let these people steal your joy out here. Y'all be blessed. Do you love the Lord and whoever else you may look up to. And I will talk to y'all later. Bye. Hey there, Cultured Fam. If you love what you heard today, make sure that you rate, comment, and subscribe to the show. Um, follow me on Instagram at The Cultured Queen, all one word, T H E K U L T U R E D Q U E E N. That's The Cultured Queen. Head over to TheCulturedQueen.com to check out previous blog posts and subscribe there. And for any other suggestions, comments, or inquiries, hit me up at TheCulturedQueen at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Peace, blessings, and love to you all. Thanks.